welcome to another episode of the Sports Mecca podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Abramo. Today, I have the opportunity to speak with Western Kentucky University women's soccer player, Kenley Newcomb. Kenley, I appreciate the time this evening. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. So to really start this podcast episode with you, you know, you finished your 2022 season in November, so just a month out. You know, you fell in the Conference USA Championship. You know, what have you been up to since then, and do you have any future plans this offseason? Um, so since the season ended, um, a lot of us on the team just kind of took a little, like a week to gather ourselves and just let our bodies like rest for a little bit. Um, some of us took a little more, some of us took a little less. We recently have been working out, um, with our strength coach. It's been like optional stuff. Everything we have right now is optional, but everyone's been kind of going and just like running and doing their own thing. I've struggled with an ankle injury since I've gotten here. Um, And so this past season, it started bugging me again. So after it ended, I actually had a PRP injection today. Um, And so that's supposed to like help heal the tendon in there and everything. And so we'll see how that goes. But right now I'm really mainly focusing on rehabbing my ankle and getting it back to healthy. Mm -hmm. Now, we're gonna we'll go into a little bit more about the the ankle surgeries that you underwent uh, early in your career. But do you feel like your ankle, as of right now, or at any point this season, that it was at a hundred percent? That's hard to say. I've I've had four ankle surgeries, and so now, like at this point, I know that it's I know that it's not going to be perfect, and I know that it'll probably never feel normal again, and that's okay. I always joke around with people. I'm like, it's my new normal. <laughs> Towards the beginning of the season, it it felt really, really good. Pretty pretty close to like as good as it could feel. But then I, I rolled it again. <laughs> so you logged 224 minutes uh, this season as a redshirt sophomore. Nearly triple your, you know, output in 2021. Did you anticipate this huge of a jump in playing time you know I know that you had that injury when you first started um but you know how do you think you personally handled the the increase of PT as well oh I mean PT was I was going crazy in PT (laughs) um no my my body like honestly ever since like my first two or three surgeries like I hadn't been able to play like at all and so for almost two years my body hadn't played soccer um and it hasn't done it hadn't done like anything like crazy or intense like that so when I started playing and everything again like my entire body was like oh my goodness like what are we doing so yeah I did quite a bit of PT on my ankle we definitely ramped that up a lot and took a lot more like caution type things um but just also like other parts of my body like just my you know my thighs and all that stuff being more sore than usual but getting the minutes was definitely I don't know it felt good (laughs) absolutely 
I guess now the time to go a little bit more in, in depth with those four ankle surgeries that you've suffered. You know, when did you first suffer those and what were your emotions like when that happened? So my senior year of high school, I jumped up to receive a ball and I came down on a girl's foot and it rolled it. And I knew right then that like something had happened. Um, but it was my senior season. And so I was like, I can't, I can't just not play. And so I sat out for like a week or so, and then I continued playing. So after the season, I went and saw my orthopedic doctor and he sent me to Louisville. And so my first reconstructive ankle surgery was, um, that December. So December of 2019, it was actually on Christmas Eve. Um, and so that was my first one. And then that year was when I was going into um, my freshman year at Western. And so I was rehabbing and working to get back. And this was right when like COVID struck and everything. And I went outside to go on a jog and like my ankle, I, I guess I, I don't know if I stepped on something. I really to this day don't know what I did, but I rolled it and I knew right. <laughs> I knew again, like right then that I'd done something and, it was one of those jogs where I was like, oh my goodness, like, I'm not going to take my phone with me on this one. I'm just going to be free, like go just have a nice little jog. I've never done that in my life. And of course, I'm like miles away from home. <laughs> and so I literally had to crawl back to my house. And that was, that was not fun. But throughout all of this, it's, I mean, honestly, it's taken quite a bit of a toll on me. It's um, after the first one, it was easy to be like, oh, yeah, like it's going to make me better. Like, I'll be good going into Western. Like, it's OK, that kind of thing. But also, like in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm about to have a really like tough ankle surgery and I'm also about to go to Western. And so how is this going to affect me? It's like, oh, my goodness, what does this mean for my career and stuff? It was it was heartbreaking. It was hard to deal with. There were moments that, you know, I lost hope. And it was hard to show up to practice and to games and to be their number one supporters. And I mean, I never, I never lost that, but there were times where it was like, man, like I really, really, really just want to be out there playing. And I would get to the point where it's like, why can't I just do what I love? Like I came here to play soccer. Why can't, why can't I do it? There's just a lot of whys and stuff. Um, but you know, it's, it's easy to, it's easy to like get down on everything and just think like everything's negative but after going through all of this it really has increased my faith and just made me realize everything that I do have in life um and so it's honestly been a blessing and I never thought I would say that absolutely what were some of the rehabilitation drills rehabilitation pr practices that you put your ankle through um, leading up to your return to, to finally play? Oh, I do the ABCs um, and band stretches, the four-way band. Um, I do that daily. And so I did that quite a bit. Let's see. The We would have a foam pad and you would like balance with your leg on that. And I would like throw a ball at the trampoline. I did that quite a bit. There are just a lot of strengthening things because after I like would first get out of the cast, obviously we do like 
movements to get it going and everything. But after that, it's like, okay, now we need to get your ankle and everything else strong again because it's been restricted for so long. And so through that, it's like after getting through that part, it's just kind of been like maintaining it and stuff. So, Do you feel like going through so many of these surgeries and going through a lot of these rehab processes, you learned a lot more about your own body? Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, it's honestly crazy to think like what our bodies can endure and like what we can take. And it's crazy to think about how much our like our mind dictates so much of it. I I really have learned a lot and going through everything, like learning about the ankle and how it works. And then just like moving on up the chain and the leg and everything. Um, I always ask so many questions to like my PTs and doctors. Cause it's, I don't know, it's, it's fun to know stuff. And when they're doing stuff, I want to know what's going on. And so learning all of that, it really is awesome and really interesting. Now your first college game was back in August 2021 so this is after some after those surgeries after that rehabilitation you know in that game you registered a shot on goal in 22 minutes take me back to that moment you know how excited were you to finally get that opportunity to get back out on the field and you know what was your emotions like during the game and afterwards I can't even describe how that moment felt um standing over on the sidelines and then hearing my name called to get warm up it was like I like looked at everyone I was like did he say my name like did he say me um and then of course you know warming up the whole time I'm just smiling ear to ear and then I get up on the line to go in and I'm standing there and of course my teammates are just going crazy um they're hyping me up the entire time and then I go on and the announcer calls my name and hearing my name and running onto that field like I mean, that the joy that that brought is like, I can't even describe it. It was it was amazing. Like just thinking about everything that I went through and everything that I've worked for in my life led to that moment right there. Um, it was it was overwhelming. It was awesome. Was there a teammate or maybe it was a person in your in your family that you thought of the most like once you stepped on that field? I mean, honestly, my entire family, <laughs> they they have stuck with me through this entire thing, and I will never be able to thank them enough for it. I know that I've put them through some of the hardest times mentally, like them just watching me have to go through it. I know that that takes an extreme toll on them. Um, and so stepping foot on that field, it's like, I just want to look at them and be like, we did it, you know, like we did it. Because I, where I am now, I would not, I would not be here without my family or my parents. They walked with me every step of the way and have always supported everything that I've said and had faith in me, even whenever I lost it. It's like, Kinley, get your head on straight. Like, this is what we're doing. Let's go. I'm like, all right, here we go. <laughs> so, yeah. Did you ever want to quit playing soccer through these uh, surgeries? So throughout my first, second, and third surgery, everyone always asked me that. Um, it's like, so are you, are you done now? I'm like, no, not like it, it was never even, it, it never even went through my head. Not one time. 
you know, I, I had my first one. It's like, all right, we're going to rehab. We're going to get back. Boom. Second one, we're rehabbing. We're going to get back and play. Boom. Third one, we're rehabbing. Let's go. And I got to my fourth one. And um, that's when, like, people really sat me down and, like, had to talk to me and be like, Kinley, like, you do realize this is your fourth ankle surgery. You know, if you have to have a fifth one, like, you know, that that kind of thing, just talking and what it does to my body and just talking about like my future and stuff like that. And even when everyone was like talking to me about my fourth one and putting all of that into my brain, I was like, I'm not done. Like I I've gotten here. Yeah. Like I can say I made it, but did I really like, I don't know. I'm not satisfied with what I've done here. And so I I wasn't okay with being done yet. So, I mean, it, it was, there were definitely times where I was like really frustrated and upset. And I'm like, you know, it'd be so much easier if I just didn't do it. Like if I just didn't play, you know, my body would be probably a heck of a lot healthier. Um, and I wouldn't have to have the mental and physical issues that come with it. Um, but I, anytime my mind went there, it's like, no, 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 no. And then I'd think about the little girl who worked to get here and, that thought wouldn't enter again. <laughs> Speaking of when you were younger, you know, you grew up in Owensboro, Kentucky. You played high school soccer at Davies County High School. Talk about that experience. Was that really the first sport or that sport that really gravitated towards you was soccer? Um, and then, you know, when you were in high school, when did you have that desire to compete collegially? Yeah, so growing up, I mean, I played all the sports. Uh, I liked softball. I played, you know, obviously I played t-ball. Um, I played some basketball. I did track. Um, but soccer was just always, like, the thing that stayed. Like, I enjoyed the other sports and everything, but it was always like, well, can I still play soccer if I'm doing this? It was never like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to put soccer on the back burner. Let's try this. It was always like, no, like, if I can't play soccer, then I'm not going to do this. Um, and so I played basketball throughout my middle school career um, and then a little bit in high school. But I don't know, soccer, soccer really just always stuck. I don't I don't know why, um, but because neither of my parents grew up playing soccer. They were both basketball players. And so people always ask me, like, well, how did you turn out to be a soccer player? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know where it came from. But I, I always knew that I wanted to play in college. Um, that was always a dream of mine. And so that's just kind of something that I always worked for. And um, my, all of my coaches and club coaches and everything knew that that was a dream of mine. And so they did anything and everything in their power to help me get there by communicating with coaches and just training me day in and day out. Um, but I'd, I'd always known that I wanted to go play division one soccer. That was, that was like the, the top goal. Did you have any like a aspirations of wanting just to stick in your own home state playing college or did you not really care where you wanted to end up playing? It's a good question. I grew up on is about an hour away. Um, and so Bowling Green was the place that we would always go for like anything because Owensboro is kind of a smaller town. We don't really have a mall or anything. So whenever we'd go, we go to Bowling Green or something like that. And so Western was always like the big thing. 
Um, and so, you know, it was always like Western this, Western that. And I, I always like had in the back of my mind, I'm like, I could, what if I went and played there? Like, that'd be so cool. But I, I definitely did. I, I really, I, I committed really early, but I was open to anyone who wanted to talk and stuff. Like I didn't have my options closed, but I, I did like the idea of staying in Kentucky closer to family and stuff like that that really was um like a kind of an eye-opening thing I really wanted that but um after Western um decided that they wanted to offer me or whatever I knew immediately because that it just had always been in the back of my mind and then being like oh like you're only an hour away and then my grandparents live like 30 minutes away from here and so I was like there's that like it's literally perfect yo there are many events coming up in the world of sports. It'd be great to be in attendance for such. Where can we get tickets? SeatGeek. You see, SeatGeek is an app that can help you find the best seats with the best deals. SeatGeek shows you different tickets available with green being the best deals and red not being the hot deals. The best part is it shows you where you'll be sitting at the event. If you use the code SPORTSMECCA, you could get $20 off your first purchase. Get your seat at SeatGeek today. So for, for those who might not follow Western Kentucky or, or maybe just seen it for the first time, if they watch you on TV, explain what a hilltopper is. <laughs> um, okay. Um, okay, well, our campus is just on a big hill and so that's how that's why we call ourselves the hilltoppers and then we have a mascot that's big red if you've never seen big red then you definitely need to look him up (laughs) but a lot of people are like he's just a big red blob and then some people are like well he's the hill um honestly don't know (laughs) love him to death though he's awesome (laughs) that has to be one of my top five college mascots He's awesome. <laughs> Have you always played uh, as a defender? Um, I have not. So during high school or for my high school team, I was a midfielder and a forward player. Um, and then for my club team, I was an outside back and a center back. So I played everywhere <laughs> except for goalkeeper. I guess was the reason why you wanted to stick with being a defender and, and playing that position uh, in college. Honestly, I, I was open to whatever I told my coach. I was like, wherever you need me on the field, I will play. Um, and, you know, he's asked me multiple times, like, do you feel more comfortable at defense or up top? And um, honestly, I don't know the answer to that because I've played both of them. And so I, I feel pretty comfortable at both. It's just, you know, wherever you need me, coach, I'll, I'll go play there. <laughs> Our previous episode, we, my co-host and I, who was available, we interviewed a forward for Long Beach State. She just came off a season where she scored 16 goals and had 38 points. And, you know, I asked her, you know, what's a misconception about players who are, up at the top who play forward and she said a misconception is oh we don't play you know defense that's kind of a big misconception um 
what's a misconception for defenders? Is it the opposite? Like you're not able to score? I yeah, yeah. Honestly, it really is. A lot of uh, I don't know, like a lot of people are like, "Oh, so you play defense like you just kick the ball or you'll tackle people like you know they don't really look at them as goal scorers or people that make things happen for sure now you have a very large uh social media presence 66,000 instagram followers 570k tiktok followers when did you start really racking up the followers and i guess have you ever taken a, a step back to notice how big of a presence you are on social media? Honestly, I I don't know when or how it all started. Um, it's it's definitely I don't know. It's it's crazy to think about. I I will sit here and um, there's been a few times that I've like processed like Kinley. Do you realize how many people that actually is and like you could be influencing these people? it's not pressure but it's like oh like that's that's like a lot to put on my shoulders um but it's um it's honestly been really cool and really 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 fun to just like see how like engaged people are with stuff like that and you know I'll see people out in public and they'll say something to me and it still just blows my mind like it it completely blows my mind like I'll be with my friends and people come and be like oh my goodness like me can I new call and I'm like like I, I don't know like I think like oh we had a class together or something I'm like yeah and they're like oh well, I saw you on and I'm like wait what <laughs> like it it blows my mind I guess i honestly haven't wrapped my head around it at all but um I don't know it's it is a lot of fun and it's really cool I don't I don't know how it's started. <laughs> do you have maybe ambitions to use those platforms to to benefit you in terms of like name image and likeness or just maybe as a as a career down the road yeah um I've definitely thought a lot about it it gets very overwhelming um, at times. You know, people will email you constantly and then having having to do like things like this, like content and stuff while also like trying to play a collegiate sport, like that gets that gets pretty difficult and I get overwhelmed so easily. So um, there for a little bit during the season, I had to like, I kind of like took a step back from social media. I was still on it and still there, but um, I limited myself and um, I just kind of didn't really respond to any like content people and stuff. I was like, I need to just like focus on soccer right now and getting myself together. Um, but after the season ended and stuff, I've gotten back into working with it and everything. But I also have thought about it like a, a career path with it. Um, not like specifically just doing like this kind of thing. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind to be a CPT. Um, and so that's a certified personal trainer. And so like making like workout videos or like working people out online, stuff like that. I think, I think that would be pretty cool to do. I've thought a lot about that. You think you've thought about potentially going to that CPT route because of your past experience? A hundred percent. Yeah. Great. Now you 
made a, a TikTok video. One of them really went in depth about your travels, day in the life as a college athlete. It was about you riding the team bus, boarding a plane. Mm -hmm. um, so, so talk to me and provide your first experience traveling with your team on a bus and, and playing uh, when you're in college. It was so fun. We went to um, Houston, Texas, and um, I had actually never even been on a plane before. I had when I was like one, but I don't remember it. Um, and so that was that was going to be my first time on the plane. And so every, my whole team knew that. And so they kept like coming up to me like, Kimberly, are you scared? Are you scared? And I'm like, no, I'm not scared. And then, you know, getting on the plane and sitting there and it's about to take off. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm a little nervous. Okay. And then like we took off, of course. And, you know, I don't I don't know what to expect. And so turbulation and all that stuff. I was like, every, like every five seconds, I'm like, is this normal? Is this normal? And I was like gripping my two friends who were sitting next to me. Um, but it was it was fun. I will I will definitely remember that for a really long time. My teammates uh were like making a huge deal out of it and everything. It was it was a good time. Now, maybe you know, people who have, have watched that video before of your day in the life, but what's something that you feel like gets loss in the shuffle of, of traveling to different college campuses? It's, it's really easy um, to like watch that video or just to like be like just a student at any other college who like doesn't play a sport and be like, oh, well, they get to travel to Florida. They get to travel to Texas. Like, that's so awesome. They get to miss class, like stuff like that. And in reality, it's like, we we will travel to Florida and we will be like miles from the beach, but we'll never see the beach. <laughs> or, you know, we'll go to Texas and it's like we're there for a little bit and then you pack up and you go. Like you'll do your business and you go. It's not it's not like a little vacation. We don't go there and like lollygag around and stuff. It's like we're going here, we're gonna get our business done and then we're gonna head back. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, the missing the class. Uh, that type of thing like that's awesome it's like not really not not really especially in college it's like if you miss class it's kind of difficult to get that back and so at first it's like oh yeah this is great but then as you get later into the semester it's like I wish I would have heard this in class because it would help me right now um, I have a, I have a few friends who are nursing majors and like biology majors and all that stuff and they'll be walking through the airport on zoom calls like with their class so that they can watch and everything. And I think a lot of that stuff like goes unseen. Um, they think it's like a lot of people think like, Oh, they're just going to have some fun and stuff. And, you know, they don't, they don't know how hard it actually is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Out of all the different stadiums that you've been to since you've arrived on campus as a hilltopper, what do you think is uh your favorite environments? I'm a little biased, um, but I'm not going to lie. I love our field. Like, I, I really do. Um, not only our field, but, like, we have that parking structure right behind us, um, and we'll have, like, all kinds of teams um, from Western that will come, like, stand up there and stuff, and you can just hear them yelling and stuff. 
Um, I, I enjoy that a lot. When we played UK, there was like over 2,000 people in attendance and people were like lined up along the fences and stuff. It was, it was crazy. Um, and so, I don't know. I, I, there's nothing beats playing at home. So you've been, you know, a, a soccer player for so many years of your life, now three at the college level. What would you like to see improve or to be built on at the college game? Like in the game of soccer or like throughout teams and stuff like that, like soccer itself? I would say at the college level and then just uh, from also a, a woman's perspective of, of being a woman soccer player. Honestly, like right now I wouldn't change a whole lot. Like we'll get down and dirty and physical. Like when we come out to play, we're going to play. Um, the collegiate level is so much faster. Like it's just a quicker pace than high school. Um, and it's, it's crazy to like experience that, like coming from, you know, I was out for two years and so I'm used to playing in high school and then coming and doing this, it's like, holy cow, like we are flying right now. Um, but like, it's, that's normal. Like that's just, that's the difference. Honestly, I, I really don't know what I would change or have different. What would you have liked to know um, that you didn't know before you started playing soccer? Like as a kid or at the collegiate level? The collegiate level. Soccer doesn't define you. 100%. That, that has, um, that's been a big thing of mine because, you know, after getting it taken away, not taken away, but like it on pause and that not like my thing, um, it was, it was hard to be like, you know, Kinley, who are you? Like, you're usually the soccer player and now you don't have that. So what's, what's going on? Um, so I would, I would tell anyone like before going into any kind of collegiate sport or whatever, um, you know, your sport doesn't define you. It's not who you are. So who is um, Kenley Newcomb that's outside of a soccer player? I am a child of God. Um, that I actually spoke at one of our um, one of the high schools in Bowling Green at an FCA with another one of my teammates, and we actually just spoke on identity and all of that, and um, how it's so easy to get wrapped up in your sport and be like, you know, this is who I am, and like I got here because of all of my hard work. When you know, really, it's like, no, 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 no. And my my mom always reminds me. She's like you're Kinley Newcomb, child of God, and then everything else will fall into place. Um, and then I also had a friend who said, um, uh, you're a Christian who happens to be a soccer player, not a soccer player who happens to be a Christian. And that that just stuck with me ever since. I'm like, that, that's so powerful because it's so true. Um, putting your identity in something like a sport, it's like it can, it can easily be shaken. You know, you know, you can't control your playing time. You can't control your injuries. You can't control what happens. Um, but like putting your identity in Christ, like that's one thing that remains. And so it's like, why wouldn't you put your identity in that? <laughs> it's easier said than done, though. That's for sure. Of course. Now, in addition to not 
maybe tying yourself up to that particular sport or being just that athlete, what other advice would you say to the aspiring soccer players, maybe especially girls that are trying to to play at a higher level and especially play at the college level? Be patient, mainly be patient with yourself, but also like there's a fine line between being patient, but like putting in the work. Um, I firmly believe that a few of my injuries have come from overworking and thinking like if I worked harder then I'd get there quicker um, and that's not the case I mean sometimes it, it might be um, but if you if you go and you put in the work you're gonna get there you're gonna get there but I mean if you sit at home sit on your couch and you just wish for it and you just want it but you don't do it like obviously you're not gonna get there but when you when you start putting in the work you you aren't gonna see results immediately it'll take time but you will see them and you got to keep going. So just be patient with yourself. That's really good advice. Um, I try to ask that question to, you know, all the athletes, whether it's college, retired, professional, and that's one of the most well thought out answers that uh, I've received. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Here we go. You know, earlier in this podcast, I did ask you about, kind of your presence on social media, the growth that you've been, you've, you've made. What uh, are the Instagram Twitter handles that, you know, the listeners can uh, reach you or, you know, see your, your progress as an athlete. It's um, I think all of my usernames are just Kenley Newcomb, K E N L E E N E W C O M. I think there's like not any, underscores or anything i think it's just that okay kenley really appreciate you taking the time um well, thank you for having me this was this is awesome yeah for sure you know we've had a couple of athletes at the collegiate soccer level that have come on and one was like i said mentioned long beach state the other one was from university of oregon so we're getting a little bit uh now in the midwest so we're <laughs> Which is good. I mean, maybe we can get someone from Kansas, but um, yeah. But no, I mean, I really appreciate it. You had an amazing story of overcoming a lot of your injuries, finding your your worth as a soccer player, and just continuing to grow. And I, you know, hopefully you can have an amazing off season. And then for the twenty twenty three season, I I wish for a lot of success your way. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. For those who are listening to our show for the first time, all our past and future episodes are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Sports Mecca.